During Dell TechFest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. It's always darkest before the dawn, and it's always the dark world before it's Ragnarok. What's up, and welcome back to Kind of Funny's MCU In Review Rewatch. I'm Tim Geddes, and I'm joined by the big daddy himself, Greg Miller. Hello, Tim. The producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Top of the morning to you, Tim. And you don't see him, but you will hear him, the one and only Nitro Rifle Andy Cortez. I'm in the background. I'm in your thoughts. Yes, you definitely are. And he's running the show today. So it's going to be one of those fun ones where anything can happen or nothing can happen. We're just going to have to see how it all goes. This might all have no audio. It might be doubled up audio. It might be tripled up. Who the hell knows? We're having fun today. Andy is going to crush it. I totally believe it. I feel it. How are you feeling, Andy? Uh, I'm feeling a lot better once I figured all the audio audio issues. I'm trying to get Nick balanced with you all, but I feel like he's really quiet. He's a quiet appreciated. As soon as we got going, Andy just went, oof. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> immediately having to edit something. I was like, oh, God, here we go. Oh, no, that, that was Tim's intro. Tim warned us about the intro, ah, and okay. I'm glad that he kind of pre-warned us, you know? Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought about, I was driving driving home, and I was like, oh, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say <laughs> it. Great. I'm going to start the show with it. Yeah, and then <laughs> I did it, you know? It. <laughs> it was all, this is kind of funny's in review, where we rank, review, and recap different movies, and sometimes we re-watch them leading into the new sequel. That's exactly what we're doing right here with kind of funny's Thor in review where we're re-watching all of the thor movies leading into thor love and thunder in just a few short weeks if you're watching this live as we record it on patreon where you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to do that just like our patreon producers molecule fargo brady and gordon mcguire are tomorrow our homie anthony carboni is actually hosting the red carpet for thor love and thunder you can check That's that out awesome. on marvel.com slash uh Thor premiere, I think it is. And he's been telling me about his outfit, and I cannot wait to see it and for everyone else to see it. We're also taking bets on whether or not the red carpet will, in fact, be red. I hope that it's not, but we'll have to wait and see to find out. You, you can get on YouTube.com slash kind of funny. You can get this on roosterteeth.com. If you want to get it as a podcast, search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny in review, and we'll be right there for you. If there's a movie franchise you love or hate, chances are We have already talked about it. You can check it out on this beautiful show, Kind of Funny, in review. Today, we're brought to you by Shopify and Athletic Greens, but I'll talk about that later. Let's get right into it. Thor, The Dark World, released on November 8th, 2013. And that kind of got me thinking. 
it was a simpler time back then, right? Almost a decade ago at this point, which is nuts to think about. Uh, but nowadays, we're getting four or five movies a year, five, six shows a year in the MCU. But I want to look back at the cadence of releases in the early days because we had that, that beautiful moment in 2008 where in May and June, we got back-to-back Iron Man and then Incredible Hulk. We then had a two-year break until Iron Man 2 in 2010. Then we got two in 2011 with Thor 1 and Captain America, May and July. Then we didn't get Avengers for a whole year after that in 2012. Then a year later, we got Iron Man 3, and then we got this. And that kind of kicked off what has become the more normal cadence now of like, we have so many things back to back to back to back to back. And even then we we're hitting like three, four a year. But I think that that is uh, important to keep in mind as we talk about this movie, because I think all of us can agree that not only is this a low point for the MCU as a movie, I also think just in terms of hype and momentum, this was probably the lowest the MCU has ever been. Cause there was that year plus gap of just like, we got Iron Man three and then we got dark world, you know, the, the hype yeah, leading into Avengers sure. had kind of, went away this could have been an animated thing that kind of took place on disney plus like here's what happened in between these movies and yeah it definitely felt like a weird kind of offshoot and even in the movie when they mention you know i went luke says i wanted to go rule midgard i was like oh yeah this is after avengers i forgot right (laughs) she has that one line where she's like but you were in new york and he's like it was you know different time different time (laughs) different time (laughs) this is what i was randomly pop over (laughs) well we'll talk about it and probably beat the the horse to death and then revive it and kill it again but to your point tim like i think this is like the dark universe of what the mcu could have been and how it could have failed if it was going to just be cool it's another thor movie well, who's Thor? Well, he's he's a he's a good god. He's out there trying to do the good. He's trying to unite the realms. He wants to be mm-hmm. king of Asgard. Is uh, all right. That's is yeah. And then you just get superhero movie after superhero movie like that until people stop going. And it's yeah. one of the and that's what I feel like watching Thor: The Dark World again. Like, yes, it is bottom tier. Yes, it is. You know, we, we of course put it all the way at the bottom of the MCU in review when we did it originally, and then you know that was a joke, and we put movies all around it that were also not great, even though there's not that many. But the problem with it is like, it's not that it's terrible. It's not like it's a horrible movie. It's just the fact that it's not interesting. It's uninspired, and I think also, especially coming back to watch it now as we get closer to Love and Th- Love and Thunder, right, and having seen so much Thor and seen so much Loki and seen, I mean, even a little bit more. No, I guess no, not more Jane Foster, but more of Eric and uh, Darcy and everything else. Like, it's you watch this and you're like, ah. Oh. The fucking potential is there. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Tom Hiddleston still fucking kills as Loki and what they Mm -hmm. give him. And like Hemsworth looks great. And like, all right. But it's like when he's trying to be serious Thor, you're like, this fucking sucks. Like, I want comedy Thor, which you know you're about to get. Yeah. Uh, Just run through the rest of the rigmarole real quick. We got uh, the runtime one hour, 52 minutes. Definitely did not feel that way. Felt a lot longer. Uh, Directed by Alan Taylor. Uh, Nick, are you familiar with him? From anything? I'm not. I'm not. Uh, he's mainly known for directing Terminator Genesis, uh, the the movie side of things. But he yeah. is best known for his TV work and has actually won a bunch of awards for things uh, like Game of Thrones episodes and okay. Boardwalk Empire, Mad Men, Sopranos, things like that. So pretty good. Lost West Wing. Uh, music for this one was done by Brian Tyler, uh, who is the same guy that does most of the Fast and Furious soundtracks, um, and he. Brought back some of the original Thor themes, but then like really kind of made uh, the what now is the Thor theme in the MCU that um, I forget the guy's name, Mother's Ba or whatever from uh, Ragnarok, the Mark. Rugrats composer. 
Yeah, Mark. Mark something or other. Yeah, Mark um, about, Yeah, he's the one who does yeah. the rug, Rugrats. Yeah. It's badass. Um, but anyways, uh, it's interesting because this is one of the last movies to use the old school Marvel Studios intro mm. uh, before we get the actual movie footage and stuff. And that mm. theme was done by Brian Tyler as well. Oh, okay. Uh, this one had a budget of $170 million and a box office of $644 million, quite a sizable increase from the, the first Thor movie, uh, but a big drop-off from the Avengers movie, but that makes sense. Anyways, Greg, you already gave your thoughts. Do you have more thoughts to give? That's pretty much the general. I mean, before we get into the blow-by-blow of it, it's just like, it's like, it's definitely the I'm not mad, I'm disappointed. You're disappointed, and I think... I remember leaving the theater and not loving Dark World and immediately forgetting it, but then going back and watching it, it is that disappointment of like, man, this could have been something if they not tried, but this could have been something. And then also, thank God, this wasn't the blueprint for MCU from here on out. I'll just make a sequel and let's make it pretty much the same do the thing. Nick, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I'm right there in line with Greg. The, the thing that I remember thinking when I walked out of out of the theater was, wow, okay, that's it for the MCU, right? This was one of those movies where I'm like, if this is if this is going to be the direction they are, this is just so blah. It's so it, it's so cliche in so many ways. It's like you may, it's like you let a computer analyze a few uh, movies and then write the dialogue for this. The the scene between him, any scenes between him and Loki, are just they just so fall so flat in this movie. And 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 that, and I think. It's just the concept of what they thought Thor was going to be. That's the problem with this movie. We didn't know what Thor should be until we get to Ragnarok. And I, I think Chris Hemsworth even has talked about that, where he's like, I didn't really find the character until he worked with Heike and realized that Thor should be a really, really, like, he should be a goofball, right? He's, he's one of the most powerful Avengers, not the most powerful Avenger, according to him. But he should be sort of out of touch, but also, like, incredibly endearing at the same time. And it's just way, and you get you get moments of that, you get moments of that charm in the first one. But it's like, and this happens a lot with sequels. It's like the director didn't watch the first one and wants to push it, like, close, like into the, oh, let's make it darker. Let's make it darker. But they lose the charm of the character in this. Well, like, if you see where Thor is at the end of that one versus where he starts at this one, it's like eons have gone by and he's just been beaten down by the burden of leadership. But it really hasn't. It's only been, what, two years or two months or something like that? I, f- I forget how much time passed between uh, between the first Thor and this one. She says it in the movie, but I, mean, I don't know. I want to say it's, I don't remember. It, yeah, but but yeah, it's just the movie is just bogged down by how seriously it takes itself. And then, you know, we we talk about this a lot, but... Let's let's look at the threat factor in this movie, right? He kind of glosses over this, but he's like, he's going to destroy the known universe. Does that? Did anyone feel that in this movie? Did you yeah. care that this guy is going to do that? As opposed to when Thor, uh, you know, uh, takes fucking Thorbringer. Yeah. <laughs> I welcome it. But you know, as opposed to like an Infinity War where Thor lands and just puts Stormbreaker right through Thanos' heart, and you're like, oh, he did. Like, you get that excitement of like, he stopped him, but he didn't stop him, right? He ends up, Thanos ends up destroying half the known universe as it is. And it has so much more weight in that movie because we actually like g- give a shit about Thanos. He's actually a compelling bad guy. And in this one, Malekith is just. It's it, it's just so generic across the board, mm-hmm. and I think the actor that played him was he's is he one of the Doctor Who's or no? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. At some I point, did. that sounds I mean, right. Yeah. It also might just he's be a, British. A, a gross generalization. Anytime I see a, a British dude, I'm like he's he was probably a Doctor Who at some point. Um, that guy's not a bad actor. I've seen him other stuff. They just gave him nothing to do. Same with Jane. All she does most of the time is run around. That's it. And like look at a little uh, uh you know steam deck. So it's like. <laughs> It's just very, very weird 
that they just cho- chose to do all that. And then the things they have Thor doing are kind of boring as well. So, yeah, the movie just overall is just is just a complete and total miss. And thank God, it, thank God it was a miss because they were like, we got to figure something else. We got we to gotta throw some curveballs at this and try something wild. And now we've got, we got Love and Thunder to look forward to, which is cool. Christopher Eccleston was the ninth Doctor Who and was yeah. Malekith in this. Mm-hmm. So you nailed it, Nick. Andy, what do you think on this rewatch? I think that I dislike the movie less and less the more I watch it. I think the problem with it, though, is that it is just it's boring. It does not have a whole lot going for it. It, again, feels kind of just like a side offshoot of like, hey, you wanted more Adventures of Thor. Here's what was happening in between those two Avengers movies or whatever. It just doesn't feel like there's anything a whole lot of value in this movie. And I think the Loki show is the only thing that kind of makes this movie worth seeing, at least to kind of see those interactions between Loki and Frigga and see the moments where he kind of, he loses it. Cause I think those, those moments are pretty impactful with Loki. I like seeing him just really full of regret and sadness. Cause that's just a side of Loki. We don't get to see often. And when he's kind of, putting on that show and Thor is like no more no more tricks Loki and then he shows his real self and he's against the wall just an absolute mess I think those moments are really great and wasted in movie in this movie um I just uh, again I don't think this movie does a whole lot wrong it's just very it's blah it's what Nick was saying it's just all the way through I I didn't even feel the length of this movie this time. I felt like it just I I, for some reason, it didn't feel like a slog for me, but it's just it's just very boring. And I did not feel the weight at all of any of the the threat in the world. Like it's it was such a great point. Like I at no point thought that anything was really at risk in this movie. I mean, you nailed it, right? Loki Loki is the most interesting aspect of this. And, and, and for rightfully so, right? Because he's the only one that's actually relatively conflicted in this. Does Thor have any... Like, is Thor at the end of this movie any really any different than he is at the beginning of this movie? And the answer is really no, not really, right? Because Thor is sort of like, I know what it takes to be king, and I don't really, you know, I don't know if I have it, or I don't know if... And then the end of it, he's like, ah, I just, I, I don't really have it. And you're like, oh, okay, well, he didn't really... He didn't move too much as a character, whereas Loki, I think... It's just a more compelling character in general because he's conflicted, right? He's he kind of has a messed up upbringing. He loves his mom, hates his dad, maybe loves his dad, probably not though. No, um, and that's no. why I, I think that's why the Loki show was so interesting, and that's also why why Ragnarok and future spoilers gets interesting too because they 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 managed to find another spot for Thor to be in where where you do have those moments of conflict, right? He doesn't know how to save Asgard, and the way he saves Asgard is is you know is tough it's it's a sacrifice and and that's a lot more compelling to watch than thor who's just like i'm good and i'm altruistic and i know what i'm doing and it's like well what do you got to learn no, nothing much man just had a mm-hmm. but in this one sometimes i'm sleeveless and you're like well i mm-hmm. give you that thor i do give yeah. you that sometimes Tim, i wear a little cloak it's uh cute. i i am really bummed that i'm like somehow lower on this than i i was before like rewatching thor last week got me kind of like jazzed where i was like i've always been cool with thor one uh but it being as low as it is on our, our ranking <laughs> what like, is we, statement yeah I, well i because mean, i know a lot of people hate it a lot of people yeah. like act like it's like trashed here and i've always yeah. been like hey, it's not that bad like it has some good stuff it has some weird dutch angles and things but like it's overall it's a lot of weird a, dutch angles it's a, it's a good movie. It's not a bad movie. And right. uh, when we look at our our ridiculous 34 plus whatever uh, rank list of the shows and the, the movies, like 
when we start getting towards the bottom, like I had this feeling towards like, oh, that's the bottom tier. And like watching this movie, I'm like, uh, Thor Dark World stands alone. Like it is, and I'm I'm with Andy to the point where it's like, it's not the worst movie ever made. Like it is, I don't think it does anything like absolutely wrong. It's just very boring. It is very blah. And compared to any of the heart and magic that literally every other project on this has at least elements of, Mm -hmm. I think this one really lacks. And going back to phase one phase two movies with the knowledge of phase three and four usually kind of enhances them and we always praise endgame for finding some good from the moments of dark world and i am surprised that i actually think that the knowledge we have makes this an even weaker movie like the entire MacGuffin being the the ether that's actually the reality stone is so ridiculously convoluted and even when i know it and even like watching it understanding that is it not just the gravity stone? Because that's what it feels like it actually is. Like, at least in Doctor Strange, there's the time stone. We all knew it was going to be the time stone, but right. he's using it the whole movie and it's doing time things. Doing so then time. when it's revealed, it's the time stone. You're like, cool, that makes sense. That makes in sense. this, it's like, they this is them setting up the whole Infinity Stone situation, right? Because like, Nick, you bring up Infinity War. It's like, it's funny that we look back as if, oh man, all these movies led to this. It's like, really a lot of there was just a smattering of random references to the stones before infinity war mm-hmm. right guardians tried to uh, tie it together a little bit more they specifically had the power stone strange specifically had the time stone mm-hmm. this was like besides the tesseract that always felt like a vague uh kind of reference and the mind stone was in loki's scepter like some of it felt like they retconned to get where they needed to go you know what i mean Absolutely. just like plot wise sure. um and i feel like they Happy didn't accidents. need to do that <laughs> When the entire plot of this movie, when you look at it, you're like, oh, it was to deal with the reality stone. But every single thing they do with the stone, with the powers, just is very weird. And it's not at all backed up by this, by these fucks from from Thor 2 being the bottom of our Ragu Bagu. And it's like, yeah, they deserve that because 90% of the movie, you don't understand what they're doing. And well, they're they're speaking in a different language and saying the most bizarre lines of dialogue yeah. and like their ships are weird and like everything that's supposed to be cool <laughs> about what they're doing is not cool, not cool with one exception and that is their fucking gravity bombs which are the Those dopest are so goddamn sick. things in yeah. the world like the things I like about this movie gravity bombs um, I like. Overall, I would say I like Loki. I think that there is a lot of shit that Nick's talking about of like it. They don't nail a lot of the moments, but there's enough moments like what Andy's talking about, about him putting down the illusion. I loved that. The end of this movie, I think, is fucking rad of him taking over Odin and just sitting on the throne um, and him like mocking Captain America and all that stuff. Like those are genuinely great moments uh, with with the Loki side of things. But otherwise, the one thing that I'd like about this movie is I like the weight that they give to Thor every jump he does everything he does with his hammer anytime it comes back to his hand there's like just like a a weight to it all that you believe that he's a god and he's not just an actor he's not a human next to people and it's something that i haven't noticed in thor one or even remember that much from the future movies so they did that but otherwise i really don't have much nice things to say about this and it i feel like it lessened a lot of the things i liked about the first movie um the chemistry at moments is there between Natalie Portman and, and Chris Hemsworth, but um, nothing compared to the first one. And yeah. Darcy, who I love as a character, more often than not in this one annoys me. And I don't think it's her fault. I think it's like what they they made a mistake of making her be a comic relief character mm-hmm. and then giving her an intern that's also a comic relief character. And then constantly having anytime she has a joke, 
there's another joke in the scene happening and it's like there's just too much that now it's mm-hmm. not funny if it's she it. was like the odd man out yeah. i think it would have worked a lot better but for some reason they insisted on having her surrounded by funny things including like eric selvig like running around naked and stuff it's like yeah. there's just too much and shit the, the intern and yeah, yeah. you have to yeah you have to be very careful when you have a character who's who's so comic relief that they're pointing to all the ridiculousness in the world and almost like breaking the fourth wall and they do a very more often than not they do a great marvel where they're like this is a re- completely ridiculous moment that that's happening let's call attention to it but you have to be very subtle about that and your movie has to be good if your movie is not good that character pointing out to the audience how stupid the situation is <laughs> has a different meaning to it altogether and i i like darcy in this i think she's the like one of the most uh i guess the only redeeming part for most of the scenes because she's fun at least everything else is so bogged down like natalie Portman, they give her nothing fun to say nothing fun to do and she's just playing it straight the entire time and then she spends a good portion of the movie kind of passed out or slapping people, right? Like, like at this point, there's a moment in the movie where she meets Thor's dad and Thor's mom, and she says something like, "Like or Thor goes, or uh, Odin goes, like, oh, you're, I know who you are, Jane Foster." And she goes, "You told your dad about me," and it was like, that's the vibe they should have been having the entire time. But that's like the only endearing part, right? So, I mean, that's well, same for like when uh, you know she meets Freya for the first time, and, and, and he introduces her as mother, and he, she like tenses up and stuff. Like, right. there's little character moments, and the same thing with like the. Quantum field gem- generator. I always like that segment like, where the, the yeah. Asgardians, <laughs> who doesn't do whatever the fuck a quantum, yeah, quantum field generator. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's good. And but so, yeah, and that's, and they, yeah, all those are like these tiny little shiny moments in this just mm-hmm. murky movie. Uh, one thing that I, I thought was uh, was fun to think about is the context of now having the Loki show uh, with this, where this Loki we see in Dark World is the beginning of a different Loki than the one that we get in the show because he gets the Loki we get in the show is him getting space stoned out from the Avengers movie. Right. So like we never even get him in the handcuffs back to Asgard. I just thought that was just kind of a fun framing to look at this and be like, Oh wow. So much happens that are now living Loki in the universe. Uh, only knows because he watched the the movie right like right. like frigga dying and all that stuff. It's like that didn't happen to the Loki uh, that the, you guys get what I'm saying, but yeah. I, I thought that that was like a, it's just kind of kind of fun to be like, oh wow, like the the breakoff point happened a lot earlier than I really kind of gave credit to in, in thinking of where we are storyline wise. Because like thinking about the the novelty of Loki pretending to be Captain America in this, it was like that was a big moment, <laughs> and it's like yeah. now that's just like oh that's just kind of an expected. Every movie's gonna have five of those, you know. Greg, so. what's going on? Are you chilly or what's going on? I am chilly. Yeah, I ah, must be now, nice. Can I ask? I have. A, I have so many questions. Is this a robe or is this <laughs> is this a house sweater? This is a robe. Okay. I you know I it, it was brought up earlier today. Uh, Nick, uh, that Watto made an appearance on uh, you know screencast, <laughs> mm-hmm. and when Watto had made an appearance on a Kim's Daily a while back, a lot of people had pointed out that. Water was kind of phoning it in because yeah, <laughs> this is Greg's okay. background and Greg's shirt. Yeah. So I made sure to grab a bathrobe to be covered up, and then I did a little green screen effect for Wado to have uh, himself. In. The but then I was cold, and I looked over, and I have a couple sweatshirts piled up. Mm-hmm. But then I saw the robe, and I was like, "The robe is quite comfortable." So I wanted to this, was the now was the robe indicative of of, of Wado's original um, Jedi outfit that you that wore? Correct. No that reason? is correct. Okay, it was the closest sense. I could do with that being at the studio. I, I appreciate this. That was. I'm, that, I'm, that's a, I'm a, I, you know, I want to help Wado be the best Wado he can be. Yeah, that's understandable. Very nice. Eddie, Eddie, do you have the ability to bring something up? If it's just yeah. a picture, if it's if not, it's all good. Yeah, but I, I do think it would be be worth doing. Okay, let's see. Um, 
But yeah, it was nice seeing water today, Greg. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. You know, I, was happy to, I was happy to be able to make forget. it. I looked at the calendar earlier. I was hoping to be able to coordinate a water appearance for you. I saw how early it was, and I was like, oof, I'm not going to do that. Just and then I got down here, and you guys were still going. I was like, here we go. Can I ask a Kenobi spoiler? Is Watto in uh, Kenobi? No, that's why Watto was upset about it. Yeah. Copy. Oh, so I'll, let you know, I'll let you know a Kenobi complaint. spoiler. Okay, I haven't watched Kenobi yet, so mm-hmm. I kind of went out on a limb that he wasn't there, but since my Twitter <laughs> hadn't burned down, uh, I, I was like, I think fairly, I got it. I think it's a fairly safe assumption. He's I don't, coming. I don't, wanna... don't worry. All these Listen, Star Wars projects, you're getting Watto somewhere. Tim, what exactly wanna... am I looking for here? There's a lot of it's, just... I sent you a GIF. It's a GIF of Thor. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. You see that? Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, you, whatever you send me, it's like there's just it looks like Tumblr. There's just a shitload of gifts all over. Got the it. Screen. My bad. Here we go. Here we go. It's Greg. I thought he was doing the, the cosplay uh, of Thor from Dark World. That's that. cool. I apologize. That's more yeah, of a drape. Right. That's more of a tablecloth. That's more of you're in a hurry that's to that's get that's out. There's a shawl. Some sort of. Cloth. You were knocking boots, and somebody came home early, yeah. tossed on the tablecloth. You ready to get out of there? Anyway, up in there. All right. We're going to get to the plot and all of that fun stuff. But before we do that, let me tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. I've been using AG1 the last few months because I figured it was well past time I start thinking about vitamins, but I'm usually not the biggest fan of their format. So being able to drink a flavored water is much more up my alley. And I'm a huge fan here of the fact that it doesn't taste super healthy. It kind of has like this mild tropical taste to it that I look forward to every morning. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics and adaptogens to help you start your day right it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition it's just one scoop in a cup of water every day that's it no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health athletic greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash kind of funny again that's athleticgreens.com slash kind of funny to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance athleticgreens.com slash kind of funny this episode is brought to you by shopify shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved only for big businesses to everyone so upstarts startups established businesses content creators alike can sell everywhere synchronize online and in-person sales and effortlessly stay informed i love how shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the the street to across the globe our content creator friends use shopify to manage all their merch sales and stuff and i recently got gia a pair of Allbirds from the Allbirds website which also uses shopify so that's an example of big websites using shopify for their sales you can gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting on conversion rates profit margins and to help you supercharge your knowledge of your sales and your success you can go to shopify.com slash kf games all lowercase for a free 14-day trial and you can get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash kfgames right now. That's shopify.com slash kfgames for a free 14-day trial. Shopify.com slash kfgames. Anyway, Greg Miller, we got you. Let's do it. He is a thunder from down under. This is the plot for Thor. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, I'm st- I stuck with it. <laughs> that was that was you know what Andy every every bit worth it to get Thank to you. that walk. Thor the Dark World, but you're not Ragnarok, <laughs> not yet. 
Let's talk about Malakith, guys. <laughs> let's talk about the Dark Elves. <laughs> let's, talk Keith. Keith, let's, talk about, let's talk about Keith, Keith Richards here. And let me tell you one thing right now, guys. Don't fucking think that when I watched this movie at midnight last night and, fin- and we got to King Boar, I wasn't like, should I write two pages yep. of how fucking boring this is? And they had King Boar and all that jazz. Man. There's a dark. Who fucking cares? It's dark elves. It's all just random backstory to try to set up this 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 bad guy that we just don't give a shit about. Uh, but back in the day, he fought the Asgardian warriors, and he makes these cool rage monsters by making them take this fucking pill. And I think maybe <laughs> steroids. Yeah, I think maybe it's a fucking low key uh, ape on steroids, but we're not quite sure. Uh, I wanted, anyway, I wanted to point out that this whole sequence really feels like one of the sequences in a more comedic version of the movie. Like, let's say you get this intro. Picture this, everybody. Close your eyes. Picture this. You're getting this intro. You're watching it. And then, not like screeching tires, but like almost like a visual screeching tires. The story stops and somebody's like, oh, wait, so what happened? And he's like, oh, see, the Dark Elves, like, it feels like it's so They're giving you that much exposition. Yeah, Yeah. this intro is so self-serious that at any moment I was waiting for it to be interrupted and for Korg to be telling the story or something like that. And then like something silly happened, similar to like in Shang-Chi when he's telling her the story on the plane and then she and the stewardess interrupts him. That's what it kind of reminds you of. This intro is like way too self-serious and way too dramatic and corny as all hell. Yeah. And, it, and it doesn't have the visual stimulus that things like this need, like the exposition in, I forget which movie it is, but one of the Harry Potters, one of the later ones where they're, they're talking about the, uh, was it the Deathly Hollows? Yeah, and then, like, we, start, Ho- yeah. we start seeing the, the animated like oh, yeah, uh, versions where it's super stylistic and it's like, yo, it's a lot of heavy exposition. They're essentially telling you, hey, if you don't want to pay attention, just look at the pretty things, right? Yeah. And I feel like uh, Ragnarok does that very well, where it's like so much of it is comedic, but then we get valkyrie giving her backstory about how all the valkyries died right we get that amazing beautiful scene with the slow motion and like all like such so painterly and i feel like instead for this it is just so paint by numbers and it's like even having odin do the vo it's like odin that should be epic that should be so cool and so exciting and so quotable in the same way we do the but i'm not king like all that stuff and instead it's just kind of like the most generic it might as well be optimus prime talking about the who's he what's it and the freaking robot heaven and all that shit it's like get this out of here man it does it doesn't help that every time any movie has anthony hopkins do that exposition it's convoluted at best <laughs> they and think he can carry it they, they assume oh, he's gonna he, he's gonna carry it yeah he's incredible but also when you when you i mean we skip through a lot of stuff here but we get the gist which is that malekith when the convergence happens all the plant the nine planets of the realm align and that's when he can use the ether to fucking turn everything back into uh the upside down world the he darkness, wants it dark right? again and that's and i'll tell you what guys if there's if there's ever someone that i've vibed with it's malekith it's 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 keith, keith. richards here and i'll tell you why because just show of hands who hates daylight saving time i do for exactly. sure. I'm raising fucking my hand. Exactly, here. guys. And what he's really trying to say is, can we just pick a fucking... Can we just get rid of it? Can we just... Who, who, why are we so worried about these farmers? Exactly. Oh, but it'll be dark when the kids come home from school or go to school. That's how It's already happening one way or that way. You know, let them fucking fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. the other yeah. thing, too. To kids got to get tough out there. Anyway, King Am I wrong? Have we not babied these children long enough? Maybe I mean, maybe Ben does need to grow up being worried about the grappler. You know I tell you what. I tell you what. Right now. Put yeah. him outside. See what happens. Just go out. Put him outside. Fair enough. 
Okay. Uh, King Boar buries the ether deep in minus Morgul, and the movie starts. Uh, Odin banishes Loki to prison and tells Thor to bring uh, order to the Nine Realms, and, and then he'll be king. Also, Loki's wig is super fucking terrible in this. Uh, Lady Sif and the Warriors 3 are kind of shitty. Oh, shitting the bed, so Thor pops by, <laughs> and his hair is even, it's just still bad in this. It looks better because it's his real hair, but the extensions don't go so well. Go ahead, Tim. You're fine. Uh, then he knocks about Rock Monster out and wins the day. What's that, Greg? You want to talk shit about Tim right now? Can he hear us? Because there's no fun. I don't know. Like I, again, I, we talked about this when I was over there that one day for content. Like when I went to the bathroom, I couldn't hear shit. But apparently, when he leaves, he can hear us. I don't know how he hears. Got ears like a hawk. Got ears like well, a hawk. Well, Kevin, Kevin wears the headphones that give him a yeah. Tim doesn't like delay. Yeah. So that every time he says anything, it startles himself. Where he's like, whoa. <laughs> You know, yeah. uh, but I don't think Tim's doing that. So I love how much Andy laughed at that because he doesn't exactly. What <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because when he talks, it I can hear the it's throwing me off. <laughs> yeah, it's just like stop, fucking <laughs> stop. Plan it at the computer. Uh, I, I anyway. do like Thor's hair in this uh, quite it's, a bit. It reminds me a lot when we get that first shirtless scene. I'm get I get extreme Witcher vibes. Okay. He's got I, he's I shirtless, that. he's sweaty and wet, and he has the hair kind of like pulled back up top. It looks it reminds me a lot of um of what's his face? Uh, uh, uh you know the Witcher. Henry Cavill. Henry, Henry Cavill. Cavill. Yeah. Except that wig in, in The Witcher is absolutely it's just an abomination. It looks like a fucking dead goat on his head. Wait, okay, and I'm coming one, I'm coming into this like what what what's our stance on Thor's hair in this it's one? Bad. I it's like just it. bad. I think it's not that bad. I think it's fine, but I don't think it's good. It's not good. We'll just we'll just we can we'll just say it's not good. It's better. <laughs> it's better than the fucking pillowcase they put on his hair in in the last one. But I just I'm like just let him have short hair. They just you could tell that even the producer the people that were in part of this were like by the time we got to Ragnarok they're like how do we just fucking cut his hair? How do we get that hair? Like, he's like let's a, just cut it. Who's gonna cut, cut it? it? Exactly. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, wait, I have a moment here. Where I was like, is that Zachary Levi playing Fendral? <laughs> Why did they change this person, the actor out? Do we know this? Because it wasn't, the, that's not the same Fendral no. from Thor 1. They randomly just got Zachary Levi. They knew he was going to have a big part in this and then get killed immediately in Ragnarok with like one line. So they were like, we really got to give that to Zach Levi. Cool. I buy that. Uh, he reports back to Odin, who tells him he should be with Lady Sif instead of that Earth Lady. And this is the main conflict for Thor in this movie. Is his dad <laughs> just doesn't like the girl that he's dating. He just doesn't approve of her. Why? Because she's an Earth girl, and she's not going to live forever. Hey, man, Earth girls are easy. Lord of the Rings, dude. Like, you're going to marry this man, this mortal? Are you kidding me? You're an Elf Lady. Fucking, what's your face? Uh, Steve... From Aerosmith, mm-hmm. Stephen Tyler, Stephen Tyler, Liv Tyler. Mm-hmm. Don't marry the Earth Man. Don't marry the mere mortal. Sure, he's got now, Numenorian blood, but he's gonna die a lot faster than you. I understand this sort of issue. But remember, in in I mean, actually, you're joking around. Obviously, we're not joking around. You're drawing a parallel. But real talk, though, and correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't by marrying him, didn't she give up her immortality to do that? Yeah. So in this one, he's just like, I'm just going to have like 30, 40 good years with Jane. <laughs> and then I'll marry, you know, it was like, I'm going to be looking for it. Exactly. He's <laughs> not giving anything uh, up. <laughs> that's the big problem here, uh, well, maybe, Pops. You know, maybe maybe Pops is like, hey, for my last years, though, I want to see you with, uh, you know, not a human. I don't want to see you with one of these humies. This, he, these humies. Tim's had a confused look in his face for a while. He's been hunting down the Zach Levi <laughs> jokes since we said it. 
Yeah, I, I'm trying to figure it out because so the screenrat.com is saying that um headline Zachary Levi recalls exiting first Thor movie and returning in Dark World, but then the quote. This is the entire quote. Working on Thor was also a dream come true. I grew up devouring Marvel comic books. I was definitely a Marvel kid as a comic book reader, so it was cool. I was very grateful that I got to be part of that. I got to be in the Marvel Universe and play a really kind of fun, interesting, different kind of character, and that ultimately Kenneth Branagh believed in me enough to cast me in the first one. That's very cool. I also didn't have that much to do, you know, and really nothing to do in the third one. I knew I was going to die in that one. I didn't know I was going to die having said nothing. Even a few words they gave me were going to be taken away, so yeah, I don't know. It's a weird so quote that doesn't he, back up the headline he, at all. But was he Fendril in the first one? No, it was a different dude. For yeah, Fendril. Fendril. All right. Different dude was Fendril. Yeah, the the yeah, different oh actor. Goodness. Yeah, Fendril was Josh Dallas. It's me, Josh Dallas. Josh Dallas. Okay, don't worry. I didn't just make I didn't just make this up and write it in the hotel registry because I'm running from the cops now. My name is Josh <laughs> Dallas. <laughs> what, a, what a CIA fucking. <laughs> uh, we got uh, justjared.com uh, with the update that he Zachary went to Levi was cast, but he couldn't do it because of scheduling conflict that with, makes the, more with, sense, with yeah. Chuck. Mm. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it sucks because, uh, look, I like Zachary Levi. I think he does a good job as Fendril. I, if I were him, I would have taken whatever spray paint that they were coming out my fucking head and uh, goatee with, and I would have taken it, and I would have just thrown it out and be like, this is dumb. This does not look good. But I guess when you're, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to cause any waves on your it's, first marvel movie i mean it's kind of wild that i feel like thor was like hey don't do it to me in part two just do it to zachary levi <laughs> do that get it's, it's like get his you know what it's like it's like the, the hair and makeup person was like someone's sibling and they were like dad this is all I mean, I over my head i this don't know the, what i'm doing this was the one effect i figured out before i quit Fucking wardrobe or makeup Blonde school. facial hair. Exactly. <laughs> 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 like, I do uh, Anyway, it's really bad, but he's really good at this. And they don't give him much to do anyway. Anyway, uh, he reports back uh, that to Odin, who tells him he should be. Uh, Thor's like, Odin says, you got to be with Lady Sif. She's cool, and the Earth Lady is not working out for you. Then Thor gives himself a, a scrub down with his shirt off, uh, just like me and Greg do from time to time. We look, I would say probably, Greg, when you and I are shirtless. 80% of this, 90% of this, close to this. Accurate. Was accurate. Yeah, fair Were they born, born in labs? Now it's time to rank those abs. I can't play the sound effect because. What's up? Thing. Everybody, abs. I'm your host, Nick Scarpino, with my co host, Andy Cortez. Andy, how you feeling today? I'm feeling a lot better after seeing that wet ass torso. Damn, he was wet. I will say, wet. though, I think he didn't get as big for this movie. So you and mean he go. was healthier overall? <laughs> yeah, I think he. Okay, so let me let me preface this because I know there's a lot of people out there who actually don't care. But I will say for the for the two of you that do care, that are like Nick, why you know, like relax on the whole body thing. He looked faint, fucking tastic in this, and he looked healthy, and I'm sure a lot of work went into this. But in Thor one, it's he's so fucking big and he got that big again for love and thunder so i'm just excited to see that but yeah he does look fantastic in this it, he's just not as jacked he's just doesn't have the fucking mass that he had in thor well which is, at, at what point do you think that he rivals hugh jackman at his most jacked as oh he, he's way bigger than hugh jackman was jacked dude I, well hugh jackman had, was like the thing about hugh jackman he got he put on a lot of mass but he was really really defined he his muscles were like he, he was like so me. he had less body fat. Yes. Whereas if you look at if you if you picture and picture beside like him uh, with with uh, Chris Hemsworth from Thor one, 
he just looks gargantuan. He's a beefcake, but he doesn't. Yeah. He only has like six abs, whereas a Hugh Jackman has like every muscle is defined. Looks like by the time action. we get to uh, uh, what's the one where uh, Apocalypse? Not Apocalypse. Um, what's Days, the one where of they go? Days of Future Past. He looked when he when he stabs the waterbed. He's mm-hmm. so cut in that. But I think that Hemsworth probably, if you were to measure biceps, I think Hemsworth might might have him beat by an inch or two. Oh my god! I, I was trying to find a picture, and all I could find is three p- people next to each other. It's Chris Hemsworth. It is um, Daniel Craig, and it's Hugh Jackman. It's Daniel Craig, you know, James Bond, and Casino yeah. Royale coming out of the water. And yeah. just three of this is like the most Nick picture I've ever seen in my life. It's, it's, it's you know, it's they're so inspiring that I look at them and I go, I don't have to, I'm not going to try that. I'm not gonna yeah, try. good for you. Can't hit those times you're out there. Try doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim, exactly. yeah. Do you remember at the end of the Wolverine when they deleted that scene and it was the brown and yellow costume? God, that was cool. One day, Greg. One day. Well, I'm sure. Yeah, when they get to Secret Wars or whatever. Here, that's the only. That's our only hope. That's, that's our, our only, only hope. hope. Freaking okay. look at like I think this is the waterbed scene, right? Like, yeah, you're you right. He is so freaking cut, dude. He's just cut. So, like, look at his. Look at how big his his biceps are here. And what I mean, don't get me wrong. He's Greg still. With him in this do it, please. That'd be cool. You, views are going to go up. This is going to be a very viewed episode because of that. But I just want you to like Google. Just <laughs> can you right now, Andy? And and I know this is a lot for you. And it's, we're, we're at the end of the day here. Can can you pull up Chris Hemsworth and replace me with him from Thor one? I want to see how big he was in that Thor. Oh yeah, that's um, probably not at the same time. God, these eyebrows. Oh my God, the facial hair is so bad, y'all. Because they're like some of the first things I see on this Google search are oh, the man. Horrible. It's, it's like I don't know if it's like my color temperature on this freaking no. water, but it is terrible. Honey wheat, looking. man. They were that's they were like, let's go honey wheat. Look how much better it looks in rack. Let's go honey Sorry, wheat. Honey <laughs> wheat. <laughs> 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 look at how like yeah, look how big he is in that 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 the picture right. Look how fucking huge that's his shoulders crazy, arms yeah. are. Anyway, uh, we've nice. we've. Sorry, everyone. That you know, we have to talk about this for at least fifteen minutes. Or yeah. I just don't feel right. Well, the show is man. Let's go right Money back week. into it. Uh, <laughs> later that night, Thor watches everyone celebrate, but his heart's not in it because he misses dear old Jane. We cut over to London, London, England, uh, where Jane is on a date with a guy from Bridesmaids, and he's great. And then Darcy interrupts and tells her to start looking at her, at her uh, scientific equipment because it's going wild. Also, Eric went crazy and ran around with his bits and pieces out all over Stonehenge. Uh, Jane runs after Darcy, who has, an inter- who has an intern now, too, and he wears a beanie. His name is Ian. Uh, they get to the epicenter of the disturbance and find sea containers stacked the way no human being would stack sea containers. Greg, that was for you. A bunch hey, that's of kids- a Ghostbusters reference everybody to how the books are oh. stacked in the library. You remember from Ghostbusters interview. Of yeah, course. I like to keep it real here. Andy, are we keeping it real? What's the real meter say? <laughs> is, is, are these all references? It's up against the, like, no, this is a new bit. We, me, me, me and Nick have been kicking this around in the old archives. The <laughs> real meter. Only only keeping you it, have it, Andy. It, so it, I need to read on the real meter from Andy. It, How real are we real. keeping it? <laughs> real, y'all. <laughs> I miss you guys. This is good. That was real good. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's say. Oh, a bunch of kids show Jane what they found. There's a, there's been a rift in time and space, and now they can all lift cement trucks and play real-life portal with a bottle. But sometimes objects come back, and sometimes they don't. They don't know why. Jane sees yeah, – that was funny. Jane sees the readout on her gear uh, that matches the same from when she met Thor down in Mexico. And then stupid Ian throws the car keys into the abyss while Jane chases the signal down a spooky hallway and gets stuck, sucked into – I don't know what the world is called where King Boar hid the ether, but so I called it the Dark World, but this is definitely not the Dark World. So people, please make that correction in your brain as I read the Miller. We'll call it. We'll call it Minus Morgul. Is that an okay thing to call it? Andy? Minus Morgul. 
Minas Morgul. This whole sequence where it's like introducing us to the the weird portal gravity stuff, yeah, it should be cool. It's really not, and I don't like the way that it, it the kids are like just putting their hands out and how casually they're just grabbing the things. There's something about this where I was like, it feels low budget. I'm not blaming the kids. It's just the the way the effect looks, it doesn't sell to me and it it, it just feels fake. And so it makes all of this like unbelievable to the point that I'm like, I'm not even interested because it's just a bunch of red symbiote goo shit. And it's like, oh, and I guess it has to do with gravity. I'm so caught up in this gravity thing, guys. I'm not going to stop talking about it. You should no, well, I mean, it's it's got a bunch of stupid stuff like that, right? Where it's like you're talking about with them putting their hands out and stuff getting thrown through and coming back, and then how Natalie Portman and uh, uh, Thor eventually just like walk out of it when they're in the cave and they find yeah. the car keys. But then when the birds go through one of the similar holes and they come up from underneath Darcy, Darcy, Darcy and Eric Selvig, and they do their best to act it, but the, the birds are just like cutting through them. And but it's like, why didn't you fall into the hole, or why aren't you moving more? Like, why aren't the birds slamming? It's like eh, whatever. Fall into the hole. Fall into the fucking hole, Eric. Fall into the hole. Uh, <laughs> that was a gap reference, everybody. <laughs> Andy, are we going up Jeez. or down on the Andy, real meter? The meter. Where's the meter? The real meter is fucking plummeting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Thor asks about Jane, but Heimdall has lost. Oh, sorry. We, we skipped a beat here. Uh, Thor leaves the party to go hang out with Heimdall, and these two have really good chemistry. Uh, this yeah. is one of those things where... Um, I, I want I, I want the Heimdall Heimdall excuse me Andy Heimdall thank uh, you uh, Thor movie one of these days when they bring him back from the dead uh, also I forgot that uh, Jane went into the dark world area and she comes across <laughs> the the ether Jesus God get it honey dude it's, terrifying. it's so the eyebrows bad. that really do it's it so if the eyebrows bad. weren't so bright it, everything else would be fine audio listeners uh, they brought up a picture of uh, Tim uh, <laughs> it's so blonde it's so possibly blonde. <laughs> Uh, How did Jane. we go the whole Thor in review last week and that never came up? I'm impressed. You know Life's little secrets, okay? Mm-hmm. We can't get them all. Uh, Jane got attacked, of course, by the ether at this point, and then now it's inside of her. Uh, the attack triggers Malekith uh, to come out of hibernation in space the converge- as the convergence is, is happening again. Anyway, Heimdall uh, tells uh, Thor about the convergence. He's like, it's beautiful. I can see it. And this is such a cool concept where he's like, nobody else really can see this, but I can see it because I see everything. And then Thor's like, yeah, cool. How's Jane? Uh, is it, can we, can we take a look at Jane? And he's like, you know, she's, she's doing okay, man. She's She's really smart. She sees the convergence too, but she doesn't know what it is, but she's really, she's really smart, man. She's figuring out, oh wait, she's gone. And Thor's like, now's the time to go. Now it's like, he's been gone for so long, but the, when did the rainbow bridge get remade? And why would, excellent question. Between this and Ragnarok, they're done. It's a question. So here's, because here's the thing, right? He's, we've, he's like. Oh, I usually we do these battles and then we party for like three weeks. You can't take an hour and just go hang out with Jane, like knock on the door, but hey, I, I just had a couple hours. I just wanted to hang out with you. Like it's just this dumbest thing ever. We're just like, where have you been? I don't know. The Rainbow Bridge takes what five seconds to go for. You just go every night. What the fuck else are you doing? I don't know. I digress. He's saving. You understand, man. I really don't. Greg, what, do, what doesn't he understand? <laughs> what do I understand? Definitely not how to keep it real right now. Because he's oh, being what shit. I like a fuck, <laughs> I call a fucking narc before, all right? Zero. <laughs> real <laughs> real. Yeah, get out of here, Poindexter, all right? Eventually, Andy, could we get 
uh, a graphic and or a program made for a no. real meter so that when people watch us they can they can they can vote on how real we are and oh. see the real meter go up in real time i like that okay use the youtube chat for now right now for patreon.com slash kind of funny everybody when you think we're being real i want you to give a fat five but <laughs> 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 has to say fat five all right Man, when oh. we're not being, when we're going back to Portlandster <laughs> Town, you give me one, Greg. but it has to be one. I'll watch yeah. and I'll call it out. I'll tabulate. Greg, can you please uh, yeah. use please the kind of funny that. Twitter to put up a poll? Uh, yeah. How how on the keep it at real scale? Where are we at? Just make one of the options fat five. Yeah, fat five. <laughs> I want an one. I want a fat five, and then <laughs> dealer's choice for number three. <laughs> 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 Mm-mm, one. <laughs> oh man uh let's see uh jane walks up uh to what, the other side of the warehouse she comes out of the uh, the ether or whatever and it walks out of the other side of the warehouse and it's raining everywhere but on her i love that effect uh and then darcy's like what the heck's going on and then she just looks over to her left and this is the first time these two characters have seen each other in a really long time and there's so many emotions built up into this jane loves him but she feels scorned by him she feels abandoned it's it's she, she, but she still wants to see him but she's conflicted but instead of having him come in in a moment of of heroics she just looks, looks. over to his left and he's just standing there by a sea container it's 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 like okay i'm gonna say this and i don't want to bring this energy in andy but it's the criticism i had of the dark knight where it's like Really? You just had Batman just kind of over there on the roof? Oh, we didn't notice he was over there on the roof. Oh, gotcha. Figure out a way to get your fucking characters. This is the first time these two the two main characters of this movie have seen each other. It should be it should be a moment. And instead they were like, we don't have time, guys. Well, it is kind of a moment because it's raining, but it's not raining kind of thing. You know what I mean? And like, (laughs) there's that part of it. It's turned Darcy a bit. Like, I'll I'll agree it's not a fat five. It's not a... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right, like, we're just normalizing this fucking terminology. <laughs> I voted, that, by the way, I voted, I voted, it's not I voted a for Fat Five. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, it's, it's, not, it's not what I would call the stereotypical Fat Five. <laughs> it's, not, it's not your usual Fat Five. I also love that Fat's all in caps, like Cat Six. You know what I mean? It's, it's like. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that <laughs> that's anyway, how it looked in my head. All right. That's, it's perfect. That's how it looked in my head, too. Anyway, back to it. Uh, Jane's like, where the fuck have you been? She walks up. She slaps him. And then uh, and then she slaps him. A that's to make sure you're real. Bam. That was for yeah. where you've been because it's been so long. And then she's like, I saw you in New York. You didn't come visit. And he's like, listen, I was I a little fought, busy I for you and stuff. And she's like, yeah, but you could have taken like five, like five seconds to come back. Right. Like you, you got to New York somehow. And anyway, wait, shawarma. Like, yeah, you, you had time for shawarma. You had time to come. And also, like, ah, it doesn't matter. Uh, Jane goes to talk to the cops. When one of the bobbies tries to mishandle her, she explodes Bobby. in that ether. Uh, and then Thor. And then Thor, the cop's like, hey, man, you got to stop. She just exploded and attacked a bunch of us. We're, and she's dangerous. And Thor looks at the cop and threatens him by saying, I'm dangerous, too. <laughs> you're like... Cool. Okay, I kind of like. All right, I think you. I I like that line. I think that's pretty <laughs> badass. I'm down with it, Andy. But I'm also like, if you look at that, like, would he have said that in Ragnarok? Could we have had a different, a better moment 
a more creative moment. That's what I ask. Mm. Could we had could we gone from a mm one to a fat five? That's all I want. <laughs> I, I want to say this right now for uh, <laughs> in a couple of weeks. <laughs> where uh, in terms of different normal. line reads, where I hope in <laughs> Thor: Love and Thunder, the line where he sees Jane and goes, "Jane," I hope that they use a different cut, and I hope that it plays better in context. Because every time I see the Thor: Love and Thunder trailer, which is often because I did see. Uh, Top Gun Maverick for the fourth time last night. Um, it always reads weird to me. I don't like it. So I'm hoping they change it. So everyone keep an eye out for keep that. An keep an out. ear out. Two of them. In your uh, theater, shout, Tim was right. Tim was wrong. Oh, please. Say, please. Thor takes Jane back through the Bifrost over to Asgard. The ride looks fun. I like this moment. This is a, this is a fun moment where she's like just enjoying it. She's not scared at all. Uh, and then we cut over to Svartsflem where yep. Keith is back. Uh, and the final battle was fought where the final bot was fat and he's, he's so mad. I guess this is the dark world. I could have just said the dark world, but it's called Svartzelfem. Um, <laughs> or it's, it's spelled S V A R T Svartelfem. Svartelfem. No, there's no H. It's oh. an F. Svartelfem. <laughs> the Asgardian oh, doctors pulled, put Jane in the quantum field generator and she guessed she's like, this quantum field generator. They're like, no, this is this thing. And she's like, what does it do? So and so soul forge. Yeah. It's quantum filter. Right? And they find ether in her, which is going to kill her. Uh, Odin comes in and is a dick, but he knows who Jane is. And she has that one great line. She goes, you told your dad about me. She's cute. Again, another uh, kind of cool thing right there in that little sequence where I, I just always love how the different backgrounds and different like races and uh, everybody have their own technology. And I love that yeah. their tech kind of just looks like floating sand. It looks pretty badass. Very, very cool. Um, uh, Odin uh, goes to, oh, let's see, uh, Jane explodes again. And Odin realizes she's got the ether in her. Uh, and for whatever reason, I put just, just like that time, her. just like that time that uh, that uh, Joe Dirt got the poo on him. Remember where he goes, I got the poo on me. You'll remember that, Tim. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Classic. You Odin remember Joe Dirt. The only line I remember from Joe Dirt is the I can see down your shirt. I, <laughs> that I fucking line you, ruined his generation. I guarantee you Nick's seen Joe Dirt in the last five days. So many times. <laughs> I watched that movie just to feel normal, just to feel right. Hey, hey, Andy, you you it. Some French cries. <laughs> I, I tweeted this a couple days ago, Andy, but I was we're just talking and Nick was just like, Yeah, I've been watching uh Dude Where's My Car Lately. <laughs> I saw that. I, that's just the funniest way to say that. Like, lately. it's a movie. Like, what do you mean lately? You got to slow play it over the span of five, six days. You just dip in, dip out. It's yeah. like, a, it's like a spot. You got to really absorb it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You need to understand it. Uh, let's see. Odin teaches them all about the dark elves and the ether, which Keith made as a weapon. And then Keith stabs his buddy so the guy can come back uh, as the last of the cursed and hide a rage pill inside of his belly like the dude from the Dark Knight. Yeah. Uh, and he sneaks into Asgard as a prisoner with a cool mask on. Loki's down there too, of course. Frigga and Loki have a touching scene, but Loki hates his dad. He's not my father. And she says, then I am not. Then am I not your mother? And he says, you're not. Uh, and then she goes, All, always so perceptive about everyone but yourself. Again, Rene Russo, put her in any movie. Any movie. movie Every gets movie. 20% better. If you haven't they seen should figure out, they should bring her back. You know what I mean? With all their, they got all these witches now doing all sorts of shit in Marvel. Get me, get me Renee back. You know? Hell yeah, dude. Well, maybe they, maybe I get a deleted scene that was like Wanda's last thing, where she was about to get farted out of existence, but she's like, you know what? Also, to make things better, ooh, 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 Renee Russo pops on. <laughs> What's up, <laughs> Renee Russo from Lethal Weapon? Because <laughs> this is Renee it. Russo. It's not Frigga. Right? Fox owns it, right? Uh, yeah. owns it now. That's a good point. There you go. 
Uh, let's see. Thor tells Jane how he, oh, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Thor tells Jane how he lost her uh, when the borders between worlds bl- blurred due to the convergence. Uh, he holds her hand and explains stuff, and they make out. And she goes, I like the way you explain things. And it's nice. Uh, and then Thor introduces her to his mom. And it's, we're moving a little fast here, but that's good. Uh, going, yeah. Yeah. The sleeper agent turns into a rage monster and breaks everyone out. Uh, Loki gives him a heads up to go out. He's like, oh, if you want to go up there, go up the left stairs if I were you. Jerk uh, ass. What a jerk Very ass. much. I mean, again, clearly Loki hasn't seen any of the Spider-Man movies or the subsequent remakes. You don't tell the guy. You don't let him give a pass, man. You got to always stop the guy that's robbing the store. Correct me if I'm wrong about this, because like I was trying my best to be all in on this movie, but it admittedly was kind of rough. Um I was surprised that they didn't like bring attention to the fact that Loki kind of sent him to kill his mom. You know, like it was an accident, but that's what happened. And I feel like in the Loki show, they like drove that point home a little yeah. bit more. Yeah. And so it's like it was weird to me where I was kind of waiting for the explanation and they never got to it in this one. Uh, yeah, yeah they never I, I agree. I agree. I think it's kind of like we're supposed to kind of understand that maybe he in my mind, he sends them over to his mom thinking that at most there'll be an inconvenience to her. As opposed to like just gonna well, straight no. up murder. I forget. Her. Isn't I he really he was... sending him to his dad's? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's not, he doesn't expect room, Freya to be there. Dad. Freya to be there. He expects yeah. Odin to be there. Yeah, he's trying to kill dad. That's what he wants oh. to do. Because he says go up the steps to the left or whatever that is. But I think the implication is that's gonna lead you to the throne room. Yeah, yeah but there's never a moment in this where he realizes, like, oh, I told him to do that and that caused the death. That's my Whereas fault, yeah. in the Loki show, they act um, I mean, it's because he watches it, but like yeah. they play it as if oh he's like, Oh fuck, I did that. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, I think that's that was I think it's 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 inferred here, right? Is in that or implied here in that he's destroyed because of it, and because he kind of realizes that he could have stopped it, but he he, he didn't. He sure, but he doesn't. He doesn't know that he is like his direct action that did it. Right, but I mean, it's not as one to one as what you sure, were calling sure. out earlier when Spider Man let the mugger of the wrestling promotion get out and then discover that he killed Uncle Ben. Right. We're missing that middle right. section where Uncle Ben goes, Peter, and they right. understand that that's what killed him, you know? Peter. Give him the fucking car keys, Uncle Ben. What are you doing? Anyway, uh, let's see. Thor tells Jane, yada, yada, yada. And, oh, and I also want to call out this part where this the roided up man. There's a sequence where they show uh, the roided up man from kind of a top down view. And there's like four or five Asgardian soldiers on the ground. And all I can think is like, you just have to let him not touch you. <laughs> like, yeah. you think after he touched one of them and burned him alive and like totally took all the life force out of them, that the other three would, per, you know, try to not get grabbed as Andy, well. You really don't know what it's like to be a henchman and or just a grunt, you know, and these Asgardian grunts, they don't have, they don't, they're not thinking it through. They know that they've got to stop this. They've got to remember Odin even says, you know, protect the weapon room at all costs, right? That's all they know. So they're like, you know what? I'll just keep throwing bodies at this until Thor can get here and save the day. Exactly. Peter. Uh, I'm Dale. We're keeping Peter. it right. at five. I'm Dell spots an invisible elf ship slipping by him and he rips it open, but a bunch more come. And then uh, and then we see the generic elf masks and they look really bad here. I'm going to say look- it they look kind of bad cosplay. This whole sequence right here. Uh, uh, the invasion sequence it to me looks like an unreal engine 5 demo mm-hmm. with like it's it's also just Everything such a weird off. contrast of 
this middle earth looking fantasy world with these star trek ships and it just clashes and it feels ugly like none of it feels mm. like uh like it takes place in a unified type of world like it it, it feels too much like multi-dimensional stuff is happening when it's really not super multi-dimensional in the way that we talk about you know um different you know into the spider-verse type shop type shit with different art styles clashing this just feels mm-hmm. really odd to see this kind of fantasy type world with asgardian looking as like golden and majestic as it does and these straight up like not Borg ships, because I know Borg is like our cubes. Dude, but when cube. I see these ships, I think Borg. <laughs> like, sure. sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's, Borg. It's, it sucks, too, because like Nick was just bagging on the uh, uh, the Dark Elf masks. Like, I like the masks, but I just think that they, they do end up looking kind of goofy with the way that they're lit. And like every time we see them, like they're supposed to be scary and like kind of off-putting with the black eyes. And I feel like they're just not given time to shine in that way. So it, it just reads wrong. And then these mm-hmm. ships are a cool design. Like the idea of it kind of going vertical and horizontal to like fit in different things, like all that's cool. But when you see the, the uh, cockpit, it's just like, overly technical in a way that i'm right there with you andy it's like it's just so juxtaposed against the the like clean like elegant uh asgard that we're getting that like it doesn't feel right at Mm -hmm. all and it just kind of becomes noise uh let's see the ships clash uh and uh Sorry, <laughs> I lost it there for a second. Uh, Heimdall puts a massive shield around the castle, but the rage monster immediately breaks it. Then the ship crashes, and we get the same shot uh, that we had in that Blur Studio Star Wars trailer that everyone was excited about a long time ago. I remember uh, that. One. Yeah, and then the elves have cool gravity grenades, and that's pretty so cool. cool. Uh, Keith uses one to destroy Odin's throne just for the spite of it, and then heads to Frigga, and Jane uh, Frigga gets the better of him. But the rage monsters uh, evens the score. Thankfully, Frigga is a witch and hid Jane. Unfortunately, rage monster stabs Frigga. Uh, and then Thor gets there just like a second later. Thor constantly in this movie, just right out of frame, mm-hmm. just right out of frame. Uh, he uses uh, his lightning to blast Malekith's face off, and then he throws Mew Mew, uh, but but Mew-Mew. it goes into the dark world by accident. Dude, uh, him throwing it and doing the jump, and the camera follows him as it goes out. Really cool. Woo! Pretty cool. Uh, we skip pretty quickly to Frigga's funeral here on the Rainbow Bridge, and people throw glowing balls into the sky like paper lanterns. Uh, someone tells Loki, and he throws all of his furniture. Eric's mad. Uh, uh, I like this next part, Eric. Uh, we cut over to Eric Selving, and he's giving a lecture about the alignment, where everything is connected. Uh, his uh, gravimetric spikes can stabilize that focal point of the convergence, allowing everything to pass them uh, without harm. Of course, as uh, we pull back, realize he's giving a lecture uh, in a psych ward of a prison, uh, and which includes Stanley, another cameo by Stanley. Um, Zachary Levi has a really bad wig on. Uh, Thor comes to argue with Odin. He wants to take Jane to the dark world where he can destroy the pull the ether out of her. And then when, when Malak wants to take it, he'll destroy it once and for all. And Odin's like, you can't do that. You shouldn't do that. It's a bad idea. And he's like, why? And he's like, oh, because it's an Infinity Stone. You can't destroy an Infinity Stone. Wouldn't and he's like, oh, it. shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I don't, don't do not, that, no. Does Odin not know what the ether is? I like how you had him turn into Bob Dylan for a second, too. Man, it was on. Oh, <laughs> you shouldn't break the ether. You didn't do it. It's just weird. It's like, it's like I'm going to go do this plan. And the first thing he should have said was, look, I got to be real with you. I'm pretty sure this thing's uh, an infinity stone that for whatever reason is just in like particle format. You can't kill these things. You can't blow these things up. Even your lightning can't do it. We got to figure out something else. But instead, Odin's like, no, we can't do that. It's a bad idea. I'm going to put everything in prison and lock everything down. 
this conversation and how just stilted and like ugh, it all was. I, I the note I wrote down was there are a handful of DCEU movies that I would happily rather watch than this. Oof. And like I think that that's just kind. Of, I I I mean it. Like I I think that like this is the only MCU movie that I'm like. I, I'm not having fun watching this. Like, there's there's not enough to like keep me intrigued, even in a oh, it's so bad, it's good, or it's classic, or whatever. It's just kind of like ugh. I'd rather watch Man of Steel, Shazam. What the way I thought you liked me, you liked Man of Steel. I did. That's what I'm saying. He said there's a handful of movies I'd rather watch than this. I would rather watch Man of Steel. I'd rather watch. Well, I thought you'd start with like the more controversial one. You know what I mean? Not like one that I mean, most I, people like. Right. I would rather watch Batman v Superman than this. Of course, no. again, I thought we'd start Absolutely. with the controversial one, not one that's too good. Again, fucking shawl is... on. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it reminds me of? Did you, I mean, we've talked about this before, but did you guys ever see that skit with John Hamm where he just plays himself, but he's always so cold? He's like, I'm so cold, and he's kept <laughs> <laughs> putting sweaters on, and then by the end of the skit, he dies. <laughs> he's like, why is it always so damn cold? <laughs> It's <laughs> <laughs> just a skit that you dreamt up one night. It might be. Yeah, yeah, we should get John Hamm on the phone. He went to Mizzou. Uh, let's see. Uh, Odin here is kind of unhinged, uh, more so than he was in the previous film. He's obsessed with sacrificing every last Asgardian if it means killing Malakith. Uh, Darcy and Ian see naked Eric on TV. Uh, Heimdall. Heimdall stops by for a drink uh, with Thor, who asks his friend to help sneak, uh, sneak him and Jane out of Asgard. Thor tells him that Keith will return and lay waste to Asgard unless he escapes. And he's like, and then you ask yourself this. You're like, will he? Because why Why are the Dark Elves so much more powerful than the Asgardians? Didn't they? Didn't he, in fact, in the flashback, and chat, correct me if I'm wrong, because I didn't bother looking this up, but don't they make a note where he's like, he crashed all of his ships into the As and sacrificed all of his soldiers in to kill as many Asgardians as possible before they stopped Malekith. How many ships does he could he possibly have left? And why aren't the Asgardians like the baddest people in all the nine realms? I don't know. He can I make ships that. faster than they can make the Rainbow Bridge. So that's how that's what it comes down to. Makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, Thor and Loki. Uh, oh, see, sorry. Thor tells him all that stuff, and then uh, he enlists the help of Lady Sif and Loki, who is very much worse for the wear. Uh, I, I do like this part where he's, he's fronting at first, and then he's like, drop the act, and Loki's just like beside himself because he knows he's great. Up. It's so he's good. Did, did he step on berries, or is his foot ble- bleeding? His foot's bleeding from all the glass. Oh. Uh, there was also grapes there, and I was like, maybe he stepped on berries. It's possible, but I like to think that he, too, is a massive fan of Die Hard and just likes to put himself through it once a year just to feel something for once. Remember, berries aren't, I mean, grapes aren't berries. I mean, you don't know if the grapes are the only thing present. What are those some raspberries? I mean, you called out the grapes by name, so I think it was you're, you were the one who thinking well, that it was only grapes. I mean, I'm making an inference. I'm seeing grapes, and I'm assuming there's got to be a raspberry in the vicinity somewhere. Sure, but it's like when you see a pizza and you smell the banana. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It didn't even get out of his mouth. He was laughing. <laughs> it's a fat five of a show, boys. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, don't think, you know, I don't know if you noticed, Andy. I, I, I slacked you. I don't think your job is that hard. I already made a fat five T-shirt. It's ready to go for Patreon.com. Come on now. Let's go, kids. Get it out the door. So many people want that. Oh. Uh, Loki and Thor walk, uh, and they have some uh, – sorry, yeah. Uh, walk, and they have some banter, and Loki turns into Captain America, which is a really, really fun cameo. But I'll tell you what, man. The dialogue here, if you go back and listen to it, is rough. I like to. I'm going to coin a new term here for the dialogue. Oh, okay. I'm going to coin. I'm going to call it 
We spilled the same blood in the same mud. Yep. Predator. That's the kind of dialogue. No, the rock. Sorry, rock, rock, rock. That is the rock, right? And in that, obviously in the rock, which is a cheesy, dumb action movie, it fits. But my point is, it's so fucking cliche. Everything they say back and forth to each other, you can guess what they're going to say next. It's just boring. Uh, and that's what this all this back and forth is here, especially on the boat. When they get to the boat where they argue, it's like, God, I've heard this dialogue so many times. Uh, it's just really unfortunate, and it bogs it down. I mean, dude, uh, even the, the whole boat sequence, and I think this is where this is, where uh, we get Idris Elba just, like, running, <laughs> just jumping on this thing. It's, like, it's so unclear what his goal is and what's happening. Like, we're watching this, and we're like, okay, he can see everything. There's invisible ships. He can't see them, but he heard them, and he knows it's there. Right. And then he just takes off. Right. I was like, I've seen this movie multiple times. I don't know what he's about to do. And he starts running up. I'm like, is he really just going to jump off onto the show? Oh, yeah, that's that's what he was, his plan was. That's yeah. fucking weird. It's also weird because you're like, is he really just the only like guard they have? <laughs> like, I mean, there's no disrespect to Heimdall, but like, he can't be everywhere at once. What if they attack from, uh, Asgard from the other, from like the backside? From the other bridge? Yeah, <laughs> the back isn't bridge. There another bridge back there? I don't know. Uh, they do another thing here that I want to call out, and it's my least favorite thing that people do in heist movies. Or editing editors doing heist movies. I don't like when they have the people sitting around the table explaining the plan that you're then seeing. To me, it is lazy. It's boring. Um, it 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 just smacks with we didn't have enough time and enough budget to really put these like to show them breaking out of this thing. And it just kind of deflates a lot of the tension for me. And by that, I mean, you know, he doesn't know what I'm talking about, right? Where they're like sitting around the table, like, but here's what we're going to do. Step one, we break Loki out. And then you're seeing that happening in real time as it's happening. I just don't like that. I kind of like that. So it reminds you like Ocean's Eleven, like kind of stuff. Yeah, but in Ocean's Eleven, it then can you be done well. see, then you get to see the thing eventually, right? And then they, you know, at some point they pull the heist. I don't know. You're right. It can be done well. I, 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 I just don't like it in this one. I think the only clever part of it is them talking about Loki and how he's going to handle it and being like, won't he stabbing the back won't he fucking whatever and then you see it happen kind of like in real time and you know oh yeah that's what he was planning to do so like and then it cuts back to thor being like he will and i think that there's some comedic value there not a whole lot though <laughs> like right i'm talking right. like a, a small minuscule amount uh they free jane and take her out of asgard on the downed uh, elf ship that's in the throne room uh and this is not a fun scene but luckily it goes by very slowly uh and they smash into everything and loki gives thor shit but it turns out that was the plan create a distraction and sneak out on a smaller ship so loki could could show uh, him the secret passageway which it turns out just in a giant hole in the rock right right and forward that no one in asgard has ever thought to explore uh fandral's hair is terrible here i'll just say it I'm glad you guys. I'm glad somebody did. I appreciate your honesty. I think Andy, if we can check the keeping a real meter, I do think that is a five five. It's Um, skewing pretty high, yeah. Thank you. Loki steers them through the passage and they crash in the dark world. Loki and Thor argue about who who caused their mother's death. Spoilers, it was Loki. And he says, I wish I could trust you. And Loki says, Trust my rage. And it's like, no. No, don't say that. No, he won't do it. Darcy and Ian break uh, Eric out of space. Well, yeah, that was horrible. Yeah, it was bad. Like that, that was scene one of the worst lines in the entire MCU, and like they they did like, it so seriously. Trust me, if if like Banner had said that, I'd be like, all right, we're getting there because he's a rage monster, right? We've called him that before, but even that's fucking bad writing. Yeah, uh, it, it wasn't even fun. Like in the last movie, in Thor one, where he goes, ha ha, and it stabs him. Yeah, hey, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, 
The interns break Eric out of the slammer and gather his rods. I, I picture Logie being like three and a half feet tall on that bridge going, ooh. <laughs> uh, Loki, Jane, and Thor sneak up on Malekith, whose face is all gross now. Thor lets Loki out of his handcuffs and immediately gets stabbed for his efforts. Uh, Thor reaches for his hammer, but Loki cuts his hand off before he can wield it. And then the rage monster translates uh, for Loki, uh, and Malekith welcomes him with open arms. He's like, oh, this guy's great. Keith pulls uh, pulls the ether out of Jane, and then spoilers, Thor and Loki were faking it. They were in cahoots the whole time. His hand's not really there. It was just magic. Uh, and he grabs Mew Mew and tries to explode the ether. Double spoilers, the ether cannot be destroyed and comes back uh, to make Malekith a dark elf, an even darker elf than he was before. Uh, this is a perfect example of something I say a lot on, on these reviews, where just what you just said, reading the plot, it's mm-hmm. actually pretty cool. But the way they show it, I feel like the the pacing of the, the Loki turns and the Loki tricks and stuff is so weirdly uh kind of paced where it's like so slow and then all of a sudden everything's happening so fast and like oh but we can't do the ether oh but we can't do this like everything's moving and you're like yo dude like if you just took the time to allow what happened in 30 seconds to happen over 10 minutes i think every moment would have hit a lot harder because the reveal that like loki betrayed them it's like oh it's a bummer that's like oh he didn't actually was part of the plan i'm like this is pretty damn cool but it's just it's too much too fast and when you're facing off against just noise of keith it's not really fun come on keith come on keith loki almost gets sucked into a black hole uh grenade but thor saves him then thor squares off against a rage monster and loki fights three bad cosplayers while keith makes his escape thor gets pounded into the ground but loki saves him and gets stabbed through the heart uh but loki is the ultimate trickster and plants a bomb on the rage monster and it kills him uh and then loki dies in thor's arms and it's kind of supposed to be a touching scene or does he question mark uh jane knows keith's plan is gonna unleash the ether on earth because that's where he's got to do it for the maximum effect of turning the whole universe into darkness but they can't get to earth because they're trapped in the dark world until richard calls poor stupid richard uh you're you're funny but let me tell you richard funny people don't stand a chance against men with a massive thrust bucket uh jane fires her keys in the cave and and, and she realizes oh my god this must be where all this stuff goes clearly if we just follow follow this linear path <laughs> That'll lead us right back to the warehouse, right? That makes sense. Uh, Thor asks the obvious question, why are there so many shoes here? (laughs) (laughs) That part got a laugh out of me. He's like, why are there so many shoes? (laughs) And they head back to Jane's, uh, um, well, back to reality, uh, where the car's there because she has the keys now. It's all spray-painted and stuff. Uh, And they go back to her house where Thor promptly hangs his hammer on the coat rack. And I know Tim probably has a little piece of trivia here, but that was an improv scene, right? Where he walked in and just was screwing around and they decided to keep it in. It's, it's really good. Funny. Pretty funny. Um, where was I in my stupid script, Greg? Say something funny right now. Cover Listen, for here's me. what we all need to know about Thor in the coat rack, right? He'll hang stuff up there, and that was an ad lib scene. So that's a okay. fat five. I'm going to keep it in a wrap. Okay. Uh, and as Guardian Soldier returns to the, from the Dark World and tells Odin that Loki is dead, uh, back at Jane's house, they sort through the. And then he does the little Loki smile, and you're like, oh, that's probably Loki. Yeah. Yeah. If he does a smile he with a little it. tongue sticking out. Mm hmm. Yeah, he's not moving his tongue though, Nick. Why are you moving like your this. tongue? Like? It's in an alternate cut. Like, it's not. It really is. <laughs> Shake that loffy toffee, <laughs> Nick. <laughs> right. Greg missed that one last Greg week. missed that one. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> back at Jane's house, they sort. Th- I'm pretty sure I made that joke the first time we did this, but it doesn't matter. Uh, back at Jane's house, they sort through all the various times in history the convergence has happened, and they're like, we can use all these points to triangulate where Keith's going to this place. I'm like, that makes no sense, but whatever. Fine. And guess what? Thank God. 
It's in Greenwich, England, right next to where they are down the road. Uh, Darcy <laughs> tells Ian to hammer in all of Eric's rods around the convergence site <laughs> while Keith's invisible jet lands. Uh, Thor and Keith face off. <laughs> He's got an F-16. <laughs> it's just, it just is what it is. Uh, Thor and Keith face <laughs> off while Jane plays with her new Steam Deck. Uh, Malekith hits, he hits very softly, I guess. Uh, so Thor shoves Mew Mew up his Asgard. Jesus. I gotta read ahead. A was it worth it? Like, things. was that all worth no. it, Nick? No. Oh, and I did the dark, the dark world thing, man. Like, I set us up for failure, and somehow you were just like, I'm just gonna fucking drive it off the cliff. You know, he's <laughs> got to drive it deeper. He's got to go deeper. There you go. Uh, still, I will say, I still love the sound of uh, of Mew Mew flying through the air. I think I love that. Like, ooh, ooh. Uh, Jane figures out how to use the gravitational fields to to move enemies around the field of battle. Uh, Thor and Malekith end up on the dark world, but when Thor throws Mjolnir, it pops back through Earth, and then and then it takes so off. So cool. It was fucking the coolest thing ever. Love just it reversing and all that stuff. Such a great idea. Uh, a Raincore pops out from nowhere, probably from a Star Wars film. I don't know if they own it. No, point, we... But. We go back to the frost giant planet. Oh, right. The first that's movie, the movie. And that's the big, the dark thing that had the, the cool ass run scene where he was running on the, the upside down bottom part. Yeah. Our little homie's back. Very cool. Easter egg. Um, the, there's the sequence in this where he's falling down. I think it's right after this, maybe. And we see Thor kind of in a free fall and he's calling Mjolnir towards him. And there's a, a kind of like, there's too much movement on screen. It's kind of hard to exactly see what happens, but the the hammer doesn't catch him because he disappears. But it's hard to see that he disappears and falls into another kind of tunnel or whatever the hell, because mm-hmm. uh, the hammer just goes up. And I was like, I, is the hammer supposed to be saving him? Because he's not there. And then I kind of had to rewind and kind of verify what I saw. And I think a lot of these sequences are really cool, but kind of visually tough to read in some some uh, mm-hmm. areas. Well, I also love that in the middle of this really intense fight where they're kind of getting pushed through different realms and all this stuff, there's just do the one cut where they both fall on the building against the glass, and it is a, a very Taika Waititi like comedy style thing. Like, do you guys know what I'm yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about? It's, it's just go, slide and down. slide down a little. It's like <laughs> I, the fact that Thor did it, I can kind of buy. It. But the fact that Keith also was like goofy looking, like slider, I'm like, this is weird. But we also get the moment too where they wind up in the subway and he has these like, how many stops until that station? Yada, yada, yada. It's just like three. He's like, all right, cool. And I expected like, Keith to, to look in and app. be like, so it's not casual Friday, huh? Or like some, like, yeah. some little joke like that. Mondays, am I right? <laughs> am I right? Uh, let's see. Keith, ex- meanwhile, outside the realms of line, the convergence is upon us. Keith explodes in the ether and everything goes ready. It's really big. Uh, Thor has to take some spikes and throw them into him, uh, disappear- and disappearing parts of him into the dark world. Then Thor uses Mjolnir to knock Keith back into his ship and drain Jane transports him right at that same time back into the dark world. Uh, Thor gets knocked out and Jane hugs him while Malekith's ship falls on them, uh, which Eric transports back to the dark world so it can fall right on Keith, killing him. Uh, later, everyone has. Uh, I don't know where the ether goes here, but I guess the ether just disappears someplace. Uh, later, everyone has breakfast together, but Thor isn't there because he has to figure out some shit with dear old dad, who's proud of him and wants to make him king. But Thor's like, you know what? I just want. I just want my life back. I just want to go. I want my gap year. I want to go travel. And I'd rather be just, a. What did he say? A good dude than a god or some shit. Right. Said something like that. I don't know if it's word for word. But, <laughs> good dude. Yeah, I was the core. Yeah. Be a good dude. He doesn't want to be a rad guy. He wants to be a bad guy. Yeah. 
Uh, CG here is really bad. I mean, it's like After Effects 1.0. Fucking terrible green screen. Um, Thor offers Mjolnir back to Odin. Uh, he was like, this is not mine. Of course, Odin can't take it because if he did, it would fall right to the ground. Uh, <laughs> so he tells us, no, 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 the hammer belongs to you. Uh, should you be worthy? Uh, and then he wishes Thor good luck. Uh, it's a touching scene, but only spoilers. Odin is Loki. <laughs> and he goes to the thing. Yeah, I'm Loki. The end. And then we get the mid credit scene with the Collector. Uh, Lady Sif and Volstag give the Collector the ether. And I'll tell you what. This scene looks like it's ripped straight out of a TV show. It's lit so poorly. It doesn't look like it fits in any of this stuff. I, it's clearly tagged on, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't the same team that shot this, if it was like a totally different thing happened at a totally different time, because it just looks bad. I'm pretty sure this was James Gunn that did this. Because well, I know a lot of the post-credit things. I apologize right now. They're, this show, they're yeah. shot by the the next movie that they're in or, or well, whatever. But yeah, it's it's not good. It didn't look good. Not James Gunn's best work, I'll say that. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It didn't look great. I did think it was a fun scene, though, overall. This being the intro to the collector is such a weird character. Like, I think this is kind of a fun post-credit reveal, especially for back then, where it's like, oh, shit, like, what's going on here? What is this guy's deal? And it seemed like he was trying to collect all the stones because he ends it being like one down, five to go or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, oh, it's kind of kind of nifty. And of course, we get the line. I've said nifty like, on every piece of content I was in this last week. I don't know if you noticed that. This is again what we were talking about. Where I think they're kind of future proofing. You're just like, all right, we don't know exactly what we're doing and what these things will be and how it's going to work, but we'll just, you know, put it all mm-hmm. out there. Uh, then we get the, of course, he talks about how he's like, why don't you keep it? The vault, the vault at Asgard is like, it's not smart to keep two Infinity Stones so close. We have the Tesseract. That's an Infinity Stone, too. Uh, and then the end credit scene. And then Thor comes over for breakfast and the Rancor and they make out and the Rancor chases some birds. And that's the end. And then it says Thor will return. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is Thor. The Dark World. The Dark World. Uh, Andy, if you could bring up the rankings again. I know we already did. Uh, but just to, to reiterate, yeah, this is last. You know, and like it's, <laughs> it's, it's 34 out of 34 currently. My question to you guys. Yeah. Do you think we will ever get something that goes below this. Wow. Because I don't think it's possible given the current trajectory of the MCU. I think things would have to get really bad because I think that if things like Eternals that were, in a lot of cases, I would say a swing and a miss, right? Maybe not like the world's biggest trash fire, but it was a miss compared to what it could have been, and that was like something different. If that ended up being 29, I just don't see something being... 35 on this list yeah i don't i don't know if there is something that bad i don't know if it gets by feige or like yeah you would just get that far off track he'd have to be on vacation or something (laughs) to Mm -hmm. like to be like i didn't okay this what you all put that shit out there you know like i don't i don't see that happening i mean i yeah it's it's it was weird to me is that like the difference like our list is 33 thor 34 Thor Dark World, and that difference is so wide. Like, Thor is so much better than this movie in so many different little tiny ways. Yeah, I don't think we ever get anything worse than this, period. Yeah, Unless it's again, like, like, yeah, really It's like you look at where we are with it, right? And it's again, like we've talked about, like, it's just uninspired. Like, I'd rather see swings and misses and be like, that was an interesting idea they just didn't capitalize on than this right. textbook follow up superhero movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, you, like, you want to see the, you want to be like, oh, what's Sam Ray going to be like if he comes back and does 
uh, uh, Multiverse of Madness, and a lot of people liked it, and myself was like, I was like, hey, didn't quite work for me, but I can still see the merit, the, the merit and the value in that. But this one was just like, whew, yeah, it, the, get it off watching, the table, it's stinky. Watching this really reminds me of all of the fake sequels in Twenty One Jump Street. Like this just feels like a kind of a cash grab because we need a second Thor movie because it was under contract or whatever. Just yeah. just not a very good movie. Yeah. And hit me with the haiku in review, please. Seven syllables in the middle. You need five for the first and last line. If it's not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. Haiku in review. Nope. A nice little acoustic <laughs> version. Pretty fun. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to write your review in haiku form, just like Neo Nugget did. Ew. Were they born in labs or the heart of a dead star? Holy fuck his abs. Wow. Yes. That's a that was, that was real. Wow. Good. That's mm-hmm. a damn mm-hmm. good. I'd put that at the end of the day. Top five. Top five, baby. It's wow. a top five. Uh, Cozy Bear says Loki is so based. The dark elves are a disgrace. Mew Mew goes to space. Mew Mew. And Mr. Hawks 182 says, Malekith was bad. Jane Foster was the ether. I was very bored. <laughs> a lot of facts there. There was a lot of facts there, yeah, Mr. Hawks. Thank you for that. Accurate. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I guess that's it. You know, I feel like Ragu Bagu, yeah, he's last. These fucks from Thor 2. Man, and I, they, they remain there for These damn sure. These are forever the fucks from Thor 2. What was Greg about to do off camera? Yeah, what was he going to no, do? I said, I oh, guess that was it. My joke was just, I was piecing out. Uh, I was but that one, keeping it real, that'd be definitely I, I thought your newest robe got delivered. <laughs> so, you wish uh, you could be this cozy. You know what I mean? Fuck yeah, I do, dude. Fuck You're somebody ruled by style, Nick. You worry about what the trends are. You worry about what the comments time, are going to say about your hair, your Batman where, where shirt. Not me. Pants? Yeah. <sighs> you know, been, did you know I haven't been wearing a belt this whole show. Wow! <laughs> this you wow. wouldn't be able to leave the fucking house like this, but here sure, I am, I you know, so surrounded naked. by my filth, and I'm happy. Surrounded by myself, filth. we are we are oh, done filth. now. <laughs> same thing, same thing. We're done with Thor. We're done with Thor: Dark World. Next week we are going to be doing Thor: Ragnarok, and then the week after that will be Thor: Love and Thunder. Whole bunch of things in between. Really exciting stuff. And then we will return to MCU rewatches, leading into She Hulk, where we're going to rewatch Hulk and see if Andy can finally get what he wants. Uh, which not the, that the list is going to get re-ranked, just maybe some justification from us. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. feeling feeling validated at all for his his thoughts, but maybe not. Maybe not, but stay tuned for that later. Um, the fun thing about these rewatches right now is I feel like we're rewatching all the bad ones, getting them out of the way. Then we're not mm-hmm. going to have to rewatch them for maybe ever. At least a year. But yeah, at least a year. At least a year. Anyway, let us know in the comments below what you thought of Thor The Dark World. Say something nice about it. What's your favorite thing about this movie? That's the challenge. Yeah. That is, is the challenge. Get it out there. Have anyway, until next everybody. time. There you go.